I have one of those fancy milk bag openers, I'll have you know. November 10, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 70. And hanging with legendary astronaut Tony Amboss, I'm Abel Kirby. And building a city out of rock and roll, I'm Cold Acid. We're back once again, broadcasting from Ohio. <laughs> it still uh, hasn't worn off. Ohio. Ohio. Gozaimas. Ohio. Man, we got so much stuff going on here. How did it's, we not do that joke last week? I feel like we did it a, a hundred times in a row already. Well, I've got, let me, this is going to help my troubles. Look, I had some troubles today. There's all kinds of stuff going on, but this is going to make it better. I got something uh, as brewed with 100% Rocky Mountain water since 1873. I got a Coors Banquet. Ooh. Ah, me, I don't have a Coors Banquet. A Coors Double Banquet. <laughs> no. Nay, what I got here is from Duntroon Cider House. It's their Standing Rock Premium Off Dry Apple Cider. And you know it's Scottish because they spell cider with a Y. It's spelled cider with a Y, and it tastes like a rock too, I hear. I'm the, I'm not Scottish, I'm some other accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little watery, actually. <laughs> Uh, uh-oh. Wait a minute. Not, well, that, you, not that pleasant. It probably tastes better warm it has or something. Ne- it has neither that crispness of a dry cider, nor the sweetness of, uh, of, like, the not dry ciders. It's oh. just, like, watered-down cider. I mm. guess that's why it's Scottish. Maybe it's not cider, it's wider. Wow, that, that rhymed in my head. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wet cider we got uh sir spencer yeah, these are people yeah. who drink warm beer and i never liked that i tried it once it's uh who the th- scots well don't they drink uh don't they drink warm beer there too i think they drink warm beer all through europe it used to be it used to be that's how you'd have the beer it'd just be like it'd just be like uh room temperature at Room best, brought you in a barrel while you're working, right? <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, I like the cold, yeah. the cold uh, drinks. A frothy beverage is better. Ice cold is better. Since since we invented refrigeration, I, 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 I gotta like agree that drink. yeah, alcohol. Certain alcohols you can have at like room temperature. Others you gotta have it nice and chilled. Yeah. Oh man, cider is definitely one you want chilled. So I'm getting my my stuff together, my life together out here, uh, slowly but surely. And uh, the new job, I got a, my official company phone, and it's a iPhone Mini something or other. Oh boy, I'm enjoying this. Lovely. Yeah. And so it, I got the phone and set up. You know, well, it has the email and everything works. But I got the charger cord with it, and I I'm realizing why people are bitching about the uh, Apple product uh, that charge uh, charge cord. You know the one that where they have the uh, antitrust lawsuit they keep trying to push for it in I think it was in Europe 
Where you, I don't know about that. All I know is they're stupid proprietary connectors yeah. that uh, they have to buy. That they me. change every few years, so that you have to keep buying new cables anyway. I have to go to. I have to go back to my uh, my IT department and say, "Look, you've got to give me a new MacBook so I can charge the phone with it, because it's the only way this is going <laughs> to work." <laughs> it's it's stupid. Uh, it's some yeah, it's a proprietary Apple. thing, and there's no way to plug it into any wall. So. I guess this is good. When the phone dies, I won't have to take customer calls. So that's my plan. Yay! <laughs> I'll never charge it. Oh, man. So how you been doing, Cold? You still under the under the gun with a bunch of projects all beating you up at the same time? It's a little better now, but we still got stuff we got to rush through before the end of next week, I think. Yeah. Because the week after, we got another thing that gets out to everybody and we've got to be all ready for that oh yeah you know you, you, the usual bullshit i'm looking forward to most of the office is out of the office next week because there's a big uh, well it's a big project somewhere else that it's before my time right i'm still being onboarded it's like yeah we're all going so you just kind of hold down the fort so i'm basically left alone for <laughs> it's like me and two people yeah because so, so we're onboarding somebody next week <laughs> Yeah, we're onboarding somebody to our team next week, and by the end of the week, we have to have this other project all ready to go for a big meeting of all the members of our organization that happens on like Monday and Tuesday of the following week. Yeah, to be popular, so we have to have all this shit ready and like pretty much soft launched by next Friday. Jeez, big members, man! You gotta have a big member. I don't know. I've, this is I got a big goes. member. This is like the joke we would say about I got NASA. a real big member. Oh, yeah. We, we would actually say this about uh, NASA where you say, no one cares about your stupid PhD project. No one cares. If you want to be popular at NASA, you got to have a big dick is the, <laughs> is the joke, uh, <laughs> which has been repeated several times. And it's totally not, uh, it's not okay to say anymore, but that's the joke. Yeah, well, when you go when you go blasting yourself off Giggy. with a uh, with a huge ra rocket strapped to your ass, I mean, I think you should get like, you know, some leeway on your jokes. Mm. It's not the astronauts though. Like they had, I went to a presentation. Oh, once. it's never the astronauts. It's always it's always the idiots on the ground who care about who care about that sort of thing. The astronauts, even the women, they're all they're all like speed freaks in the sense of like rocketing really fast uh out of the planetary orbit yeah. and shit and so they're like you gotta be you gotta have a special sort of mindset to be able to do that thing and not like shit yourself stupid yeah right and and these people men and women both they got the dick and balls for that. Woo! And so, I mean, like, they they don't give a fuck about, like, what other people might think about their jokes and comments, and they shouldn't. Yep. Let, the, let these little pussy administrators go flying into space, and then they can have something to complain about. It's like an army of people who are just like Randall Monroe. It's very irritating. I don't care for it. Oh, <laughs> man. Anyway, before we before we get on to our actual topics for tonight, we do get to uh, make a shout out to our executive uh, producer for tonight's episode, uh -huh. who is once again 
Sir Jimmy of the Hollow Books. Jimmy of the Hollow Books. Yes, and he donated this time the amount of eleven ninety two Canadian, Ooh. or as it turns out, nine ninety nine US. Nine nine nine. So he actually left a message this time. Okay. And I will read it. And I quote. Okay, here's some words from freehollowbooks.com. It's the season of giving. Buy a hollow book for someone. I look forward to each episode and enjoy your topics and banter. This is the culmination of a donation spree. 333, 444, 555, 666, 777, 888, 999. I'm surprised y'all never caught on to the gimmick. Wow. And you know what? There's a, You know why we didn't catch on? Wait, wait a minute. Because it's, it, because it's donations came in. Some of them were were U.S. and some of them were C.A.D. And so because of that, it wasn't it wasn't clear that there was an actual pattern. Hey, I've been saying we got a raise every time, so I noticed. Yes, we were definitely getting a raise every time, but oh, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that consistent one eleven every time from how it looked in PayPal. Oh man, <clears throat> well, and that's know. what did it. Blame PayPal. <laughs> I like the, uh, it feels like I'm trying to make a joke about my heart got a little more hollow every time we got, yeah, it's, it's just not working out that way. Oh, man. Did you know he hollows out Bibles? I saw that on his website. Mmm, that's sacrilegious. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. In fact, I was waiting. I think he did a, a donation. Did he say he did a 666? Yes, but, it, but when you look at the pattern, right, it's just all his donations were were an integer multiple of 1.11. Hmm, 1.11. So I don't think it was like 666, it was just 666 because that's just how the math worked out. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, thanks, Jimmy. My math! This is a... My math! This is a... It's always great to hear from someone, and uh, you get to be the, uh, what's what's our official title? Executive producer? Executive producer hmm. is a person who always donates the most for each episode of the show. Yeah. I'm thinking for peerage, you know, I, I like, you know, the paranormal investigator type ranks. Now, I don't know, I, I don't know what the rankings of... Uh, what sort of ranks are those? I've never heard of paranormal I mean, ranks. Well, junior paranormal investigator... Uh, paranormal investigator, senior paranormal investigator, principal paranormal investigator, that kind of thing. Vice president of paranormal investigations. Uh, you can put I it don't think so, oh, Tim. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> what would you do for peerage, then? What would you do? Do we even need peerage? I mean, it's not like we're actually keeping track of how much each person gives. Let's pretend that this uh, this isn't just a gag that I've tried to do. <laughs> what would you do for Ser peerage? Serpent's got, a, Serpent's got a damn good point. Those just sound like job titles. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I got, uh, I got my business cards reordered because they misprinted my job title. Did I tell you that? Speaking of job titles, what a welcome. No, you didn't tell me about this. Yeah. And so, oh, geez. depending on how you, you could think of it, like, hey, you got screwed over, or you could think of it like, hey, I got double promoted my first day, so that was fun. That's how I choose to see the the world around me. <laughs> it was oh, it was that's better. what the double promotion thing was. Uh, yeah, it was, they, the, it was just your business cards. <laughs> they put the wrong title on it, so it's 
I could oh, say geez. I could say I was slighted, and that would be that's kind of a downer way of thinking. But I don't want to think like that. I want to be the positive-minded person. Says, that's good. I don't got think double, like that. I got double promoted my first day, so that's what I choose to believe. That's how I interpret reality. Double promoted. Well, that that's that is a nice way of of seeing it, I suppose. Oh man. So what do we got for stories? I'm running down the list here. We got. Um, I, it's so hard for me to read your show notes because they're all formatted with a bunch of codes. ID. Everything's everything has a GUID. So Jer, Sir Jimmy of the Hollow you, Books has you, a GUID. What you need to do, what you need to do is install Emacs and get Orgmo set up in it. Nah. I'm gonna skip. Uh, skip that one. Thank you. So we got Emacs all the things. Yeah. Well, I can bring some stuff. I got um, not a whole lot going on, but I saw a Domino's commercial that I was going to comment on where they, they're Is the Noid back? No, it wasn't a Noid commercial. It was Aww. a promotion. It was a promotion where Domino says, hey, we're sometimes we're just going to put random stuff in your order without you asking. And they said, oh, well, you know, you've been, uh, it's, it's an upgrade. It's free is how they were couching it. And I was thinking about it saying, Wait a minute. This is just cover for you screwing up the order all the time. <laughs> this is like Yeah, until until they start until they start like throwing in like free baggies of weed on like every fifth pizza. I mean, it's just them fucking around and covering their asses. No, it's it, it's like if you place an order with Domino's, you know, you you have a list of things that you order and then every time it comes the list is different than what then what arrives, it kind of, it's like flying cover for the, uh, for the fact that they can't deliver the right things to you. That's what I think. You can never correlate the list to what arrives anymore. Come on. There's no way to balance a checkbook. Your pizza checkbook. Because that's how you pay with pizza. I still like the idea of getting, uh, of getting free marijuana with your, with your pizza. Uh, wasn't that, so who did that? And with, I, uh, I'm, I'm sure there, there are people listening right now who would totally agree with me. Wasn't it the, uh, who was that rap group who would put, was it crack? They put a crack inside their records inside the, the jacket. And so they were selling, what? they were running crack by it. It was, uh, the clips. It was called the clips. I learned that because I produced a rap album. Once. Never heard of him. I, I produced a rap album, and the guy I was producing was telling he had a lyric, a reference to him. He was, yeah, it's like the clips. I was like, oh, okay. So he's telling me all these stories. Yeah, so they, they they got popular. Their music, I don't know. You could probably take or leave it. They got popular because they were putting drugs in the album sleeves, and so people would just keep buying their albums over and over. It was it was how they distributed. That, that's one way to uh, reach platinum. Indeed. Reaching platinum. I'm going to smoke my way to platinum. Well, that's it. So, don't so keeping some secrets. Secrets? Oh. Shh. You're still on those, huh? Shh. I'm still a who's a what? You're still on dominoes. Oh, no. I don't care. Secrets. Oh. Shh. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. You know, there weren't always envelopes, right, for for keeping your correspondence private. Oh, sometimes so you have to roll what it people up used scroll. to have to do, right? No, 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 I mean, like you'd have you'd have like your sheet of paper or parchment or whatever, and you'd have to 
you fold it up in in like difficult ways so that the only way to like unfold it would be like ripping it in ways that that like would allow people to know it was tampered with things like that mm. uh, when you think about it those those basic glue based envelopes that you can just steam open those were actually like a step back in uh, correspondence privacy anyway i came across this article on mit technology review about this how how they were folded up and there's actually this group that researched that researched this they actually like put put like these old letters into into scanning devices like i mean like the not mri maybe mri like but like you know x-ray machines and shit to see how they were actually folded together sure and discovered like the secrets of of how like people would fold up their letters in the past this is a uh what's the mathematical field called folding theory or something like that but just just how how things can be folded together do they use that I don't think so. I I think it was pretty much all empirical. They took existing letters that had been folded and letters that were still folded and they used the they used the scans and stuff to get the computers to figure out how how the folding was actually done and how to unfold those letters. Hmm. So what they find? Did they did they actually do it or they just yeah, took pictures yeah, of Yeah, they were they were successful. They were successful in this. Um And this this one woman who who wrote this article on MIT Technology Review, she's been she's been like her career to date has been like studying this stuff. Hmm. X-ray microtomography is what it says in the article. That's it. So it is a tomographic yeah. process. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's basically it a is. CT scan, but with different, different. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, it's so a CT, they, CT they, scan with they, a different they, coordinate system, I guess. So, so she and her team they in, they invented, so to speak, the field of not invented, but like they discovered the field of letter locking, which is what they're calling how these uh, how these were done. And created a catalog of all these different letter locking practices and techniques. Hmm. This is cool. So it's like a little yeah. packet. It folds up into like a little packet. Yeah, that, that's that's essentially what your letters were when you mailed them out until uh, until they invented the modern envelope in the nineteenth century. Hmm. Another another nine years or so. And we'll be celebrating 200 years of the modern envelope. Well, some of us will be celebrating. Yes. And others of us will be like, what's this nerd talking about? What's this nerd up to? What, what, what's an envelope? What's a letter? Yeah. I'm the kind of guy where if, if the envelope, like when you get a, one of those... Like when you get tax documents and they're in this weird envelope where you're supposed to tear the sides off and everything. I'm too impatient to open those properly. So I don't know. I, I, this technique would work pretty well against me because I, I just cut stuff open. 
to try and unfold. Yeah, those. I got I got a nice little dagger looking uh, letter opener with a plastic and rubber grip, and that's generally how I open envelopes. Yeah. Hmm. I I I try to avoid ripping things open these days. I'm I'm much happier with just uh, you know. Stab it and stabbing in the crack and tearing with the knife, you know? Stabbing with the crack. And that sounds so wrong now that I've said it. You gotta stab it in the crack. That's how you win. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stab stab it in the crack and drag your knife. Yeah, that that's totally not perverted. Yeah. The other, I, I had a... Cotton gin, I have one of those fancy milk bag openers, I'll have you know. <laughs> milk bag openers. That's right, because... Yeah, well, when your milk comes in bags, right, it, it's nice to have this little tip slicing thing for it, because when you're trying to do it with, like, you're fi pinching your fingers in a pair of scissors, you end up always opening the bag too much. Man. Crazy Canucks. Milk and bag. Herbalane says she doesn't know how to use those, so I suppose next time I see her, I will have to give a demonstration. Now, which if, means I'm going to have to bring some milk bags with me to our next meetup. You're going to get pulled over one day. So, what are you doing with all these milk bags? Dude, if you saw the sort of shit that I actually drive around with in the back of my, in the back of my Rogue... Like, fucking probable cause up the ass. <laughs> you had the intention to distribute... I got knives back there and axes. I've got an entrenching tool. Right? It's like, am I, go am I going to, like, murder somebody or bury their corpse? Or am I going to go, like, poaching or what the fuck? You're going to go right? po poach so some milk? Like, you know, I'm, ju I'm, just, I'm just trying to be prepared. Right? Because, I mean, like... I told you, like, when I went up to Sudbury and when I came back down, how I got trapped on a rock in a, uh, yeah. in like a rut in a road on a hill, right? And it's like, you want to have this shit just in case, right? Oh, yeah. You never know when you might need to chop down some wood. Uh, a knife has so many different uses. Mm -hmm. I mean, from opening cans to defending yourself. Uh, the entrenching tool. If I had had that when I went when I went to Sudbury and came back, I wouldn't have needed to pay two hundred eighty dollars for a tow truck to pull me ten yards down the hill again. Yeah, right? because I would have been able to dig my dig myself out of the rock that I was wedged on. That's so cool. yeah, it it's probable cause, but it's all got a legitimate reason for being there. I always liked the, and I'm uh, not even a marine or a boy scout. <laughs> I always had the uh, the big box of sand in the back of my truck back when I drove a Chevy uh, drove a Chevy S10 around New Hampshire a lot. So I had the in the back just sand, a big bucket of sand and a shovel, so that when you got on an icy road or you couldn't get up a hill, you could get out and just shovel sand on it and then make another go at it. And Yes, that that is that is always good to have uh, here as well. But I haven't I haven't done that. I should, uh, given that uh, given that winter of twenty nineteen, I actually did uh, get st not stuck, but uh, just the opposite. I did not have any traction 
and ended up rolling down this icy road. <laughs> One time, whereas if I had if I had a lot of sand and spread it up the road first, I probably would have made it. The uh, the one time I it's got to be coarse sand though it's got to be coarse yeah or it don't work well the only uh, for, somehow I mixed up my notes because I also have a note about neutrinos of infinite mass and I don't know what that's supposed to mean I think I was getting at neutrinos you of... did not send that one to me no it, I think it was just a question I wrote down for myself. So usually people talk about neutrinos of finite rest mass, and they keep talking about real things like neutrinos of finite rest mass, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote that down because I said, what is a neutrino without, with, with non-finite rest mass? It either has zero mass or it has uh, infinite mass. And so either one of those sound like bad news. So I don't know. There's an open-ended question. Can someone explain this to me? I don't get it. Weird. Well, we had some podcasts going down. Uh, Hawk Story had their episode 234, King Baby. And that was her pretty Oh, good yeah. 234. 234 with the King Baby. And they had all the clips from Joe Rogan about Jewel. I was listening to this the other uh, Yeah, that some of that was really difficult to listen to, honestly. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, I barely knew who Jewel was to start. Like, I've heard some of her songs, but I was confused her with Heart for some reason. Like, when pe- someone said Jewel, I thought they meant Heart. Which is a total wow! That act, is right? so well, way off the mark. Because I didn't Damn. know Jewel, so people, you know, and I didn't listen to Heart much at all either. But <laughs> then uh, they had the lady making cat sounds, also, <laughs> which is stupid. I make cat sounds. I make cat sounds all the time. You do? Mm-hmm. And now Flynn is like perking up her ears and like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, the pussy whisperer. I don't know about that. She she doesn't she doesn't get attracted to me when I do things like that. She just looks at me like I'm some sort of like drunk idiot. <laughs> Which I mean, with the sort of meows I'm making, uh, it it makes sense that I'd be looked at that way. Uh, Abs in a six pack hasn't had a show since one fourteen, but we were talking with <gasps> yeah they had t- the Tim Allen belts, which I think is a. Uh, Re- redo of the uh, that little bit that we liked in the the show with Midas on there, but mm-hmm. we've been talking. I think we're going to do a swap cast with uh, Chris from Abs and a Six Pack. Yeah, we're oh, so it's going to be like a mashup or a swap cast or something with Scabs and a Dick Pick, is I think what I've been calling him. But Scabs and a Dick Pick. Scabs and a Dick Pick. That's. That's... That sounds like uh, that sounds like somebody just waiting to go into the medical files. Can we have scat? Let's see. They already have shit my ass. No scat. Scabs and a dickpick.com. Scabs and a dickpick.com cannot be reached. I wonder if it's registered. <laughs> that could be the special uh, of crossover. Course, if it wasn't, it will be momentarily, won't it? Well, we'll find out. And uh, Angry Tech, Tech News' uh, 10th episode is out. Woohoo! Well, get... Welcome to Double Digits, uh, Sir Bemrose. Well, he's not there yet. He was, he's only on his 10th Taste episode. Taste the booger plate. Taste the booger one. plate. What the... Good job! There we go. That's what I wanted to play. He's he's only on his 10th episode, so he's not Double Digits yet. Um, 
But uh, there's, I didn't listen to it yet, but I, I ran down the news in there. Um, I looked through the stories. So there's, there's an Apple DRM story, right to repair shit. And so I want to listen to that. And he also had uh, another Army laser uh, is being announced. I said, uh, great, another one of those. I want to hear what he has to say about that. As someone who's uh, has some interest in Army lasers. <laughs> so Okay, so you said he did his 10th episode, not that he did episode 10. I got that wrong. Oh, you, you're catching on. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's doing things right. He started from zero. Yeah, and so... Uh, and so, oh yeah, that's a, that's another thing. Uh, going back to Hog Story, going back to Hog Story, they sniped us. Oh yeah, on the, they sniped the us on Monday. The potato story. Yeah, Carolyn brought the giant potato story. Doug. That should have been ours. Wasn't it Doug the potato? Yeah, Doug the potato. Doug get the it. Australian potato. Get it? Get it, Doug? We're keeping an eye on him. But <laughs> Now, Doug sounded like he was kind of... He sounded like he wasn't doing too well. They had Doug in a freezer, and they took him out once in a while. Just, oh, Doug was molding over, so he cut off part of it and put him in a freezer. Uh, yeah, because because he fucking impaled Doug. Like, fucking Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> the pitchfork. Yeah. Oh, well. And bowl after bowl. Stabbed him. And you know, you know, what, you know what it sounded like when, uh, when Doug was, sca- was stabbed? Doug the Potato. And Bowl After Bowl had episode yep. uh, 113. I was listening to that today. and I got, I think, an hour into it. So there's some news on that front. Uh, there's another podcast, Ring of Fire, went down. I heard that at the beginning. And uh, yep. reminded I heard, me. I heard that. I listened to part of the episode. I had to go to bed eventually. It reminded me to ask you about your progress with syncing. Sinking, well, no, until sinking. I unplugged the... Yeah, I got up to 66, 67% before disconnecting the node so that the sync process wouldn't be stealing up all my bandwidth for tonight's show. Okay. And so hopefully by the end of the weekend, it might actually be fully synced. Okay. And hopefully. Then when you get your pub key, let me know and tell me what the pub key is and I'll... Uh... I will let you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, I'll get you mine, and then we can get those in the value block. And see, uh, see what we'll happens. get that. We'll get that channel made. Yeah, digging that channel. Later on, once things get finally calmed down around here, I'm gonna have uh, some time to do the stomp to uh, the stomp to Conclusions. chapter stomp the chapter uh, script. So what? Yeah, I was thinking a stomp to conclusions pedal. No, the stomp pedal where you stomp it and then it turns into a chapter, a named chapter. That's been on the back burner for a long time. I just haven't got to it. But if we get that feature, are you in, gonna uh, have a second pedal for that then? No, so same. you got you'll one one foot for the stomps for when I say something stupid, and the other foot for stomping whenever we change topic. I think it's gonna be the same stomp, same pedal. I did find out there's a How's way... How's that going to gonna work, then? Well, it's just the same pedal. I did find out there's a way to do a remote MIDI connection in Reaper. So you could stomp mm-hmm. on my computer. Like, you could do a remote stomp on your side if you wanted to. If I did, would I need to wear, like, stilettos and leather? Yeah, you know, the pain makes it better. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, is that a gun? <laughs> I knew you were into me. 
Good lord. All right, hit me with a story. <laughs> hit me with a story. All right, hit you with another story. So, let's see. Which, which one should I bring up? Oh, the wee, the wee tiniest little oil refinery. How about that? that sounds good. So, in, in Wyoming, in Wyoming, the world's smallest oil refinery exists, which, while it was operating had a maximum of 140 barrels per day processed. Hmm. And it stopped operating, I think, in the 70s, and then it got bought in 98 by this guy in Pakistan, who has ever since been trying to at least restore the site so that people could, you know, go there and check it out. Maybe get it, maybe get it at least partially operational. There's some there's some historic stuff there, like some of the, some of the uh, some of the equipment they have at that refinery goes back to like the mid 1800s. So it's it's pretty neat. What's the refining process that they use if it's that old? Is it really just you dump the oil in a in a tower and do fractional distillation on it? Is it the only thing they do back then? They've got like these. Uh, they've got like these. Iron, uh, uh, what are they called? Them they, iron rods, iron abs, <laughs> iron shoes. No, I don't think. I don't think it. I don't think it's that. I'm ironing my clothes uh, with the clothes iron. I have no idea. An iron, but what? like there's iron these big, these these big iron iron vessels. Yeah, iron there's vessel. a, there's a word for them. Old iron sides. Uh, stills. Big iron. Big iron oil stills. Okay. And they may have come from another refinery originally. They came from Erie City Ironworks. And, I mean, Erie City, that's Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Erie makes you think of the Erie Canal, but yeah. Well, because there's that little, there's that little segment of... And the article, the article mentions that Erie City Ironworks was a foundry located about 40 miles away from where America's first oil well was drilled in Titusville, Pennsylvania. So it's making me think, Erie City is probably Pennsylvania, not Ohio. Yeah. In Titusville. But I can't be sure. You're the one, you're the one in that area. You'd know better. Well, I was... Erie... Yeah, I guess Erie is in Pennsylvania. I see it on the map. The original track, though, wasn't through, you know, along the coast. The Erie Canal was way up in New York. It went through, like, Rome and Buffalo and it was the yeah, good old days. It was, uh, it, was along, it was along that end of the river, or the lake, and, like, from the end of the lake to, like, what, the Hudson River, I think? Uh, yeah, I think it went to the Hudson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. But why'd they build the refinery there in... Uh, well, uh, hold on. I'm in getting all confused. Wyoming? In Wyoming, it wasn't built in Erie. I got it. Never mind. Yeah, I'll shut up. The oil was in Erie, or that area. The 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 ironworks were in Erie. The I am very. And confused. I don't think anybody today really knows how they got there because it's actually even even mentioned in the article like that. Like it it's surprising that uh, that like these two big these two big stills came to wyoming somehow 
from an iron wor- from an iron foundry in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, they used to have all that like Allentown and everything. There's a lot of metal, a lot of especially, you know, Pittsburgh. There's just a lot of uh yeah, but still, I mean, a lot of, I mean, some stuff, some stuff, yeah, but a lot of stuff, if you could make it more locally, it would, it would cost less than having to ship it across, like, dog, there ain't, a third of the continent. There ain't anything in Wyoming, uh, so I don't, I don't think, I, it makes sense to me that they'd have to ship it. Well, there's oil, there's oil in Wyoming, even yeah. today. yeah. Well, I'd like to see. Yeah, this was pretty interesting. I always love coming across these these articles in Atlas Obscura. You you find out about all these really interesting and strange things all over the world. Yeah, I know they had a bunch of shot towers around back when. That's how you had to make shot. Did you ever look into those? No. Uh, What's a shot tower? This is new to me. Oh, so before. They used to be really tall buildings and some of the tallest buildings in the United States um, until, was it the Washington Monument was put in? You know, they used to be the, the tallest buildings you could get because to make spherical shot out of lead, uh, you had to basically get up really, really, really high, melt the lead, and then drop it. And you let the um, sort of the resistance from the air form, you know, it turns into a spherical bead and cools as it falls and then it drops into some water. And so to make light shot I would shot think it for, would take more of a, more of a teardrop shape. One, like, no. especially, especially if it's not like perfectly evenly melted. No. Right? So there'd be like a part that would be essentially denser and the lighter part would just taper off at the top. No, that's a total misnomer. Um, even like raindrop shapes. Raindrop isn't shaped like raindrop shapes. Raindrop is an oblate spheroid. For example, it, the reason I know, to, know this is because we've studied um, the the reflective properties of rain and the absorptive properties, like scattering properties of raindrops, which depends on the drop size. And it turns out that when rain hits a window and it and it rolls down the glass, yeah, it has a teardrop shape. But if you take photographs of rain while it's falling it's actually mostly spherical but it's kind of squished top to bottom you know so it's a little bit more horizontal than vertical and if you think about where the the air resistance is that's what you know if it was in space it would probably be a perfect sphere but because there's some pressure on the bottom of it it's causing it to be oblate so there's that's the shape that the shot would come out too. So they so, drop it so at the top. Se- so essentially, so essentially, the shot and the raindrops are shaped like the Earth. <laughs> they're shaped like the Earth. Yes, uh, where they're a little fatter in the middle. Yeah. And oblate spheroids. Oblate spheroids. Like if you go find real good photographs, a lot of these I'm I'm just on. The DuckDuckGo image search, and you see when you type in raindrop, you see drawings of things that are actually impossible shapes for uh, for a raindrop to take, like the the traditional t- teardrop shape can't happen because of the forces involved. Uh, some of these are, it's just raindrop on windows. I can't find a good picture of it, but if I did, I'd tell you. Ah, uh, well, I can't find one to link to you. But anyway, so shot towers yeah, no were biggie. important because that's how you made ammunition. So you needed a shot tower if you wanted to make bullets. <laughs> you could put in your muskets. 
and uh, they used to have a. So lot how of did they around. make how did they make bullets before you built uh, before you built shot towers? Because I mean, firearms have been a thing even in Europe, like from the 1300s, hmm. and I'm pretty sure they didn't build huge ass towers to drop lead down then well mel gibson had a spherical mold that he melted everything in if you watch the patriot where he's, he melts the lead uh, toy soldiers to the lead toys to make uh, bullets so there's other ways but the shot tower is the industrial process it's you can drop a lot of shot make a lot of shot really fast and you know so if you're if you're making no it, shot no shot there you go. There's shot tower. Some of these, again, they were the tallest buildings in the uh, in America, and, and I'm thinking in the world. And that's that's not true though. It's not the tallest in the world, but they they had a lot of claim to fame. Yeah, shot tower. Yeah, Wikipedia I mean, has a a lot of places that weren't shot towers have been the tallest buildings in the world for over a century i'm trying to find out where okay germany had shot towers where's i mean before 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 the burj khalifa i mean we had the tallest freestanding structure in the world here in toronto i can't remember which one of these was the uh the tallest building in the world or whatever someone i someone has to do the research i can't do it right now i have one monitor and I'm trying to monitor the show while I work in a little tiny window, so I can't do anything while I'm talking. Oh, well, there's shot towers for you. Let me give you a... Yeah. All right. Ah, ah. I'll play some... Uh, push my soundboard buttons for once. So, so you got some stories yourself that you sent to me to put in the notes, so you, how about you tackle one of those? I can't decipher anything in your notes file, so you're going to have to tell me what I'm supposed to talk about. Well, tell us about uh, tell us about the metaverse. Oh, the meta, <laughs> uh, the metaverse. Uh, I was just gonna comment on this stupid. Uh, well, you know, the metaverse is dumb and it's a stinky thing, and no one wants it, and it should go away. That's what I think about it. <laughs> no, there is an article uh, that I linked to you called that was you. It's a sentiment that I just love, where they say we already have the metaverse. It's called Minecraft. We don't need it. Minecraft is already better than the metaverse, and it does everything more eloquently and is better. You know, it's uh, it serves those functions in a better way, but it's decentralized. You know, they have these great articles. Uh, I can't find the link because it's in your notes, so uh, there's no way I can cite who wrote. We can that. all have our own metaverses with uh, with Minecraft. Yeah, with a Minecraft server. So there you go. That was all I had to say about that. So I actually found something because of this that uh, that I'm bringing in, and that's that's uh, a bit of an interview from uh, from David Kushner of John Carmack because he's he's writing a follow up to his previous book uh, Masters of Doom, and so for for this new book that he's working on Masters of Disruption, he. He sat down and interviewed uh, John Carmack some more. Cool. And Carmack said that, uh, essentially, Minecraft and Fortnite are closer to the metaverse than anything Facebook has built, <laughs> or frankly, is likely to build. Yep. These are the words of John Carmack himself. And he used to work at Facebook, too, so he would know. Yep. He used to work at Facebook. He used to work at, well, he founded id. Yep. He had Armadillo Space was his space uh, 
uh, yep. space and thing. he and he still he still talks rockets with uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, so they say. Apparently, they consider each other friends, so that's something. Yeah. No, he's an impressive guy. Uh, he did a Joe Rogan interview a couple of years ago, and it was a very, very fun episode, especially when he talks about his work, uh, his strategy for what, how much work can I do in a day, and how do I plan uh, to get things done. And he has kind of some weird strategies where he's, he he says, yeah, I can do 12 hours in a day. I can be really productive for 12 hours total is the most I could ever do, but only if I have four different things I can task switch between. Uh, and when I heard that, I said, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do because I'm the kind of guy, I can't sit down and work on the same problem for more than two hours. I need to have a couple things in front of me I, I can jump back and forth between. And if I can do that, I can keep going all day. But if if, if you give me one job... And it's the only thing you have to do, and, and you've, uh, you know, after about two and a half hours, I'm falling asleep. So I understand his sentiment. When he, when he was describing that, I was nodding my head furiously, saying, yes, that's how it works. So there you go. I'm, I'm kind of a different sort of person. I can sit down with something and just grind on it for hours on end. Giggity. Something or someone. Yes. <laughs> Both. In the metaverse. No one Oh, can. that's how it's going to be. I mean, th maybe that's another step in the whole plan to reduce the world population. If we're all in the metaverse having cyber sex, we're not having real sex and making more people. In the metaverse, no one can hear you come. Ah, ah. <laughs> and you get banned. <laughs> man some of this shit it's like can someone explain in a way that makes sense why they wanted to have the metaverse and how does this increase the value of their business it increases the value of the company itself because now they're no longer completely tied to facebook as it's now just a brand of theirs, and if it, if things get too hot with it, well, no, we're we're Meta, we're not Facebook. I mean, we do all sorts of things. That's right? just and a fucking cup game. It, it's That's like a... it's like I think it's like ninety percent CYA sort of thing. No, you didn't. They did. That argument is just like a cup game. Like, a, oh, it's an accounting trick. That's why we did Metaverse. No way. Come on. What's the Esse real essentially they did it? it is it's it's a, it's an accounting trick for PR for P so they did it for PR is what you're saying yeah so so that they can they can lessen the negative PR of Facebook itself or their other services on the company they, obviously this has been in development for a long time I don't think it's a PR stunt it's like someone and I believe this someone there thought. This is what we need to do. And we even went out and bought Oculus. Is it just like, oh, we have Oculus. We've got to do something with it. Is that what it's it was? A, it's, the same, it's the same thing as when Google became Alphabet. Well, I don't, I don't care about the organization of the company. I'm talking about the product. I mean, Zuckerberg's still in charge of everything, right? Yeah, of course. So what? And the same creative team is still calling the same shots. 
Whether I don't. For one thing, this whole actual metaverse concept probably didn't even come to mind until after they bought Oculus. It's not. It's not something they were working towards to begin with. It's something that they said, "Hey, we can we can take this whole new angle on things and get even more into people's lives than we are." But because we're not going to have the name Facebook attached to it, people won't be as wary as they've gotten in the last couple of years about us, like, sticking our thumbs up everybody's asses. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a fucking accounting trick for PR. Because they, that's what they're doing. That is what they're pulling. Was their accounting trick to spend $2 billion on a PR stunt? Because that's what they paid for Oculus. I don't think they did that be with no idea again, what they're going to do. Again, again, I'm saying that I'm saying that none of this was even in anyone's minds until after they bought Oculus. Okay, and then what what's in their minds? What like what they think they were going to accomplish? It seems like when they really bought happy... Oculus, I think they were thinking, "Hey, VR looks like it's going to be the next big thing." Let's get let's get into it by buying up a company that's already okay. like known as the trendsetter in this field, and we'll have a head jump over everybody else who wants to be in this particular market. So okay, so I'm trying to interpret what you're saying. You're saying it's Silicon Valley hubris, where they just said we're we're just gonna buy the next big thing, uh, and we don't even know what we're gonna do with it. They literally didn't have a plan. And they just when you when you it. get to the when you get to the size of Facebook or Apple or Microsoft or Google, you stop you stop just being like a company and you become like one of these VC firms on top of it, right? It's no longer you're producing products or services as much as you are investing in in them and in others and looking for whatever's going to make you more money. Hmm. Like you essentially it's, it's a financial pivot when you get to that size. How does Facebook relate to gaming at all? Asks the professor at Penn state. Who's writing this article back in January, 2021 Facebook buys Oculus for 2 billion. That can't be in January 2021. That happened a long time ago. What the hell is this? Penn State, get your shit together. Well, let's ignore Damn that it, one. Penn State. Penn State can't do anything right. They're reporting news from years ago as if it was today. That's something that irritates me when you go on a website and they don't put the publish date uh, on the story. in like It should be headline, author, publish date. If they omit any of those, well, obviously the headline's always there, but if they omit the author at the top, it's very irritating. Uh, and if they omit the publish date, that's actually uh, puts you at risk because you could be citing old news and not realize you are. Not to mention it makes it a lot easier for them to, you know, memory hole original content and replace it with something else. Oh, yeah. And down the memory hole. Yep. Well, I don't know. I'm not a big VR guy. I've tried it. I, once. I have a VR. I have a VR headset, but it's the Samsung one, and I haven't used it in quite some time. I think the last time I used it, I did about 
half an hour of Skyrim VR and then is like, I can't keep doing this. I liked the idea of the Kinect for low-budget motion cap. Where you yeah, either use it was, or it was pretty good for things. that, you know, because then you can do things. Yeah, it, it's just, it's sad that it did not pan out. It's hard. But I to think get... a lot of that was more. It was it was the it was the market. The market didn't wasn't ready for that and didn't want that. Uh, the difference between Connect and like the Wii controllers is that the Wii controllers like you can sit down on a couch and play the Wii games with those because you're just moving your hands around it's not this whole body thing that you have to do and you have to make sure that it's synced up with you properly right like the camera's pointing the right way and everything it's just it's just something in your hand that you wave around right it seemed like and such so a it, great it was a lot it was a lot easier on on people to get into because it wasn't as big as a change as the connect for input was i don't care about games because i don't play them what i thought was cool is that you can put um do motion capture if you wanted to make a video or capture animations for if you were gonna you know put together an animation library that you were gonna sell for uh or put up on like itch.io or something for uh you know 3d animations because one of the problems i always had with 3d design stuff is it's hard to animate it takes a lot of work to put in the the level of detail you want into it. any you know it puppeteering is hard to start with and then doing it on a computer is less intuitive than it should be but if i wanted to have a game where i have like 20 different idle animations before that would be impossible like why would you waste your time on does or, i still want i still want use a connect for that because you're only getting you're only getting one perspective so anything that anything that's like out behind like but how, how should i put this like there's the camera right and anything that's occluding it right will hide anything else so like if i'm if i'm doing something where i'm spinning around well then for for part of the animation one of my arms disappears and for another part of the animation my other arm disappears it just doesn't exist anymore so you still need to do you still need to do like the the ping pong balls taped all over your body thing. I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider. I wouldn't, like the lowest budget uh, single single uh, perspective animation. Maybe you could pull off with Connect. I'm not gonna spin around for you. I'm not. What am I a dancers? I'm not gonna put on a tutu and spin like. Th- I'm talking about. The Abel Kirby idle animations where I'm just kind of standing there looking cool. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to put together. And you could use a connect for that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be a collection. Okay, of maybe you could Abel for Kirby. that if you're not really moving around at all. It's going to be Abel Kirby. Just it's animations, maybe. right? There's no models. It's just the, it's just the motion data. <laughs> and it's just 20 animations <laughs> of, of Abel Kirby looking cool. Stand in the court. Maybe I'm nodding a little bit. Yeah, that's one animation. I could be maybe one. I'm kind of snapping my fingers. We could do that. You know, if it's a, maybe there's a club or something. You know, idle in the club. That's me. Okay. We could do that. I need a connect. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, I need an Xbox and a connect. Oh yeah, you got to get yourself like uh, like an original Xbox One. <laughs> Back oh, when God. back when they had like the connect built in. 
does. And Servo says, call Abel Kirby does nothing. Yeah. I always thought I'd be good at idle animations. I'm pretty good at like standing in a corner and not you're, you're looking... pretty good at you're pretty good at idle conversation too. Well, I don't have any notes and you haven't brought a new topic, so I am I'm stalling. I'm filling time. Well, how about this how about this for a topic then? 10 image file formats that uh, nobody uses anymore. They didn't make it. <laughs> this is such a fucking rare encounter topic. <laughs> 10 image it is, isn't it? no one uses cool. yeah so i th thanks to thanks to sir bemrose's favorite source of news i came across this tedium listicle <laughs> and it covers it covers a bunch of old uh, image file formats it's the two worst words tedium listicle yeah. yeah. Hey, Doc. That wait. Yeah, that's two words. Tell that's tell right. tell it to okay, be straight, so, Doc. I can take it. It's my tedium list. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna list through them, and you let me know if you've ever heard of them or not. Okay. North American presentation level protocol syntax. You have to tell me what the extension is. Dot nap. N a p. I have taken a nap, but I've never used a dot nap. Apparently, it's a format for vector graphics that was developed in the 1970s that was widely used in the Canadian television industry. Huh. Who made it? Tektronics or something? Vector graphics it was developed by. It was developed by the Communications Research Centre of the Government of Canada. Hmm. Okay. As part of their Teledon system project. Teledon. Later, later, it uh, ended up becoming part of uh, Prodigy. You ever heard of Prodigy? It was this, uh, it was this uh, dial-up service that was offered by Sears and IBM. Yeah, I've heard of Prodigy. I never yeah. used it or anything. We had, uh, God. No, I don't think. I, I think most people didn't use it. Everybody loved CompuServe more. All right, hit the me second with, one. Hit me with a new one. BSAVE graphics with extensions such as .bsv or .pic. .pic. I've seen some .pics before um, in some old... Not all of them are BSAVE graphics. Yeah. And this is a raster image or pixel-by-pixel pixel format. And essentially what it is is a memory dump for... From like the PC graphics cards of various eras, so like how how uh, a set of pixels would be stored in, for like CGA or EGA or VGA. Okay, it's yeah. just it's just a copy of memory then. Pretty much, yeah, and I mean binary save, binary load, and that's exactly it. It's like. You, you tell basic, yes, I want to save this region of memory as a file, or I want to open up this file and stick its contents into memory. Okay. Next one, number three, is the PCX file format. Now that's familiar. PCX. Yeah. Um, why the yeah, hell did I see that PC one? Because PC Paintbrush, and it was also supported by... Torque? Paintbrush in Windows 3 3.1, which was actually a white label version of PC Paintbrush for Windows. Mm. Okay, sure. 
I remember seeing some of those around. I probably had some PCX files. I mean, once. it it was more popular. It was more popular uh, before we had GIF and JPEG, and essentially GIF replaced PCX, but it was still used in a lot of games and stuff. Oh, was it used in the day in StarCraft? It could have been, but by the time StarCraft came out, I think Targa was more popular. I think that the oh god was. It wasn't Targa. Targa, I've seen in other game engines. For some reason, I want to say PCX was the format that they used to store the sprites in StarCraft in. Like the original one. Wait, well, they could have. I mean, hmm. it was used It was used in a lot of games. Hmm. Interesting. It, was, uh, it wasn't uh, that difficult a format to work with. Uh, the next one, I don't know why it's included in here, because it is not at all forgotten and is in wide use to this very day, and that's TIFF. TIFF! The tagged image file format. Yeah, you see those around. Yep, I mean, if you, if you, work, with, uh, if you work with scanners, you, you know about it. If you work with, uh, if you work with geographic software, you definitely know about uh, TIFF because of its extended GeoTIFF format. Okay. Next one is the ILBM IFF interleaved bitmap. Interleaved bitmap. And it has extensions such as .IFF, .ILB, .ILBM. I've never used an interleaved bitmap format for anything. I've never seen one before. Well, that's because you're not an Amiga person. Oh. This file format was created by Electronics Art, Electronic Arts for their Deluxe Paint program on the Amiga. And yes, it's... It's very interesting because it does things by bit plane instead of e instead of like each byte or nibble being being like an index into your palette. It had bit planes, so each bit would or each byte would actually be an individual bit of eight different pixels. Hmm. And so you'd have Dependent, you'd have like a different number of these, uh, of these, uh, damn it, I've, the word just left my brain. Well, I'll say layers, but yeah, so depending on your color depth, right, if it's black and white, you'd have one. If it's, if it's four colors, you have two and so on. Okay. And yeah, so obviously it's not used today, but the... The if format itself, as a as a container format, as a structure for files, continues to exist. For example, the RIF format from Microsoft as used as the basis for AVI format can, video and for and for the and certain MIDI files that are properly properly have the .rmi extension but sometimes have .mid extension mm. is just a is just if with the reversed endianness okay yeah it's like uh what's reversed big endian little endian yeah so you go you go big to little yeah 
What's the because that's the, because that worked better for that worked better for PCs because the x86 architecture versus how the 68k was generally used in computer systems. Okay. The next one we've already touched on a bit, and that's the True Vision TGA format. Targa. Targa. Good old Targa. Good old Targa. Now, I used, so to, I used to it, make Targa. It, yeah. it has a variation that's still used today, and that's the Valve Texture Format. Yep. Dot .VTF. I say Source Engine. You want to do uh, Seven. skins on your skins on your Counter Strike guns? That's how. You, that's what yeah. you have to deal with. You got to learn how to export that shit. So you got to you got to understand your targets for that. Yep. Number seven. RIP Graphics, aka Rip Script, another vector format with the extension .rip. Rip. Yep. This was. This was Flash for the 1980s, back in the days of BBSs. Hmm. And, of course, when everything went to the web instead of Telnet, which was the sponsor of this format, preferred way of using the internet, well, it's completely disappeared. Yeah. Like so many Here's things. another one that used to be very popular, but has slid off into uh, into history's dustbin and that's the that's the windows or, or device independent bitmap format with extensions such as bmp and dib okay and so yeah. like you yeah. remember windows 3.0 and 3.1 is what i used yeah yeah, and it normally saved it saved by default using BMP, although you could save as PCX. You couldn't do that with Microsoft Paint from earlier or later versions. Mm -hmm. uh, the saving as PCX, that is. Yeah, I remember the, those. Inter the interesting and annoying thing with this format isn't so much that there's no compression, but rather that the rather that the lines of the graphics, the rows were in reverse order. So you'd actually, at the, at the start of the file, you'd be starting with the last line of the image mm -hmm. and working your way up. And the reason for this is OS2. If with OS2, the origin coordinate, or pixel zero, X0, zero, Y0, zero, is at the bottom left corner, whereas with everything else, it's the top left corner. So it made sense for a format that was being designed around the same time as OS2 to work in a way where you're going up as you're going up the image with the numbers. Because, I mean, when you look at the... You, you know the quadrant way of dealing with the numbers, right? So you've got, like, quadrant one is where your X is negative and your Y is positive. And quadrant oh, yeah. two... Is where your y is your y is still positive. Your x is now positive. Your a right? x is negative. So, no, x is, x is positive in quadrant two, isn't it? Because it's like you're going clockwise from 
from like uh well so it depends so mathematicians will say that you should go anti-clockwise um if if i add but then there's other engineers who think you should go the other way <laughs> i actually had this discussion with someone today about uh which way is the if i advance something by some some angle and i say it increased by an angle which way does it go and mathematicians always say that the vector should wrote if you're looking at the xy plot mathematicians always say it should go anti-clockwise because uh, it's the traditional way that they do things but a lot of engineering texts when you have uh, the same kind of problem they'll actually go clockwise instead so it's uh servo servo is now saying that he believes that quadrant one is the top right well yeah qu quadrant one is the top right but then where's quadrant two it depends on which way you're moving yeah, as I see it, like quadrant one is the top left, Heist. quadrant two is the top right. So going clockwise like that. Well, so OS two yeah. lives in quadrant two, whereas Windows and X Windows and everything else is in quadrant, by my counting, three. Hmm. It's also tiring. It is. Oh, well, continuing on to number nine. The virtual reality modeling language. Oh, now this is probably something from the seventies that is uh, completely unrelated to modern virtual nope. reality. Nope. This is from the nineteen nineties. Okay. And in fact, both Internet Explorer and Netscape Navigator had support for this format with its extensions .wrl and .wrz. Wrl. I've never in seen fact, one. In fact, I remember I remember articles in magazines like Byte about uh, about this sort of thing about like our virtual future with the PCs and VRML. Yeah. Sure. And so it was it was uh I think I think it predate still predates XML but was around the same time that XML was was like being thought up as like a more simpler, easier to parse SGML rather than being its own thing, which is how it ended up. Hmm. I mean, original originally that was the idea of XML. I actually have some books from the early XML days about like or trying to make like a simpler SGML and talking about style sheets using DSSL, which is this Lisp-like uh, styling language that was used with SGML documents such as DocBook. Very, very interesting. And yes, this did not. This did not last. Very few. Very few people used it, despite all the hype. Yeah. And so it died off. So it goes. So yep. it goes. And finally, number ten. The wireless application protocol bitmap format. Wireless. As seen on classic Nokia bricks. Oh, Lord. Okay. Is yeah, this... .wbmp when it was saved on a PC. But yeah, you're looking at, uh, looking at this image format that was used for those chunky black and white pictures or like four color phone pictures back when uh, back when they were just adding color to cell phone screens yeah. and you're still using like the the candy bar style phones 
I'm frantically searching to see what format the Game Boy camera saved in. <laughs> Because that's what I wanted to bring up, but I can't find it. <laughs> I saw a couple... Uh, but yeah, it's like... The Game the Game Boy had, had better images than uh, this yeah. format. Well, I got an image format for you. It's kind of a, an obscure one. This is one that's in, in use today. Uh, it's an open standard. Uh, have you ever heard of the, the dot .nii? The knee? It's, no, I have not. It's the Neuroimaging Informatics Technology Initiative, and it's the format. Uh, it's an open for, file format, basically for MRI data. So if you get go on an MRI machine and you take a picture, you get a .nii file. And there's a uh, huh. there's a standard for it. This is, but it's actually 3D data. So the bonus it has is, it's for digital holography because that's what you know MRI data is. So you have volumetric data. Uh, you can go and take different slices of the image with post-processing, you know, so that's, that's the only so thing it's a, I So add. it's essentially a voxel format. It's, it's, I don't think voxel is the right word because it doesn't store, you know, digital holograms aren't stored in volumes. Um, they use some ideas where they're stored as complex values is really what happens. And then you can use those to compute what the, the field is at different, you know, slices. But it's not okay. like you're storing a Minecraft map inside a file, you know. It's a, it's a little more complicated than that. So it's not a, but it's not a vector format either, like VRML oh, no. would be measured. or MD3 or these other game uh, model formats. It is a big block of floating point numbers. For complex and uh, complex values, so there's a real and imaginary part, floating point numbers, and they're organized in a way depending on uh, where the sensor was when it picked it up, basically. And you, when you have that information, you can go and reform the image inside with your own image formation, pro your own IFP. But it's neither here nor there. Cool. That's a cool standard. If you you can find some sample data, here's a project. If you get really bored, you can actually get. MRI sample files out on the internet, like, hey, you're a medical student, uh, or here's some sample data for you to play with, or if you go to university websites, when they teach medical imaging, just like any other course, you know, they have the syllabus is usually online, you can just get it, and sometimes they'll post as part of the course notes, hey, here's the sample data we're talking about in class, so you can go and dig out, like, here's... Here's an MRI of someone's brain, and if you really want to be bored and fuck around, you can get that and like load it in Python and try and figure out how to form the image, which can be done. Uh, you have to understand what you're doing, cool. but it definitely can be done. And there's live. If you don't know what you're doing, you can also get open source code that does it for you. So. Hmm. Oh, I just found the specification for it thanks oh, yeah. to the National Institutes of Health. Oh, NIH. But not much, not much else other than like the usual junk links that come up whenever you search for any sort of file type. Yeah, most it's this falls into like the scientific computing world where most people don't need to know like how to open a, a bunch of different kinds of files, which are kind of common in one industry. But, you know, it's, so you can't Google for them. You have to know someone to call and, and they say, oh, I have the new format document. I mean, there's been file types where to decode them, you had to like call up a vendor and try and talk them into sending you a PDF with the, with the description inside it, you know, and that gets passed around for 10 years. Yeah. 
It, like there, there's really standard industry standard file types that that's the case. They're not sponsored by some organization. It's just like a PDF that gets passed around uh, for for a decade in a row, and now everyone uses it. But that's neither here nor no, there. That's how that's how it is sometimes. Yeah. Small industry. Anyway, right? I don't have any anime to talk about, and oh, wow, we're pushing either. time. Oh shit, we are. We've been we've been we've been going long the last uh, the last few episodes, like uh, close to an hour twenty each time. I've been practicing. Although like... I think last week I think last week you forgot to take out all the uh, all the quiet gaps. We yeah. probably could have shaved like three or four minutes off of episode sixty nine if it wasn't for if it wasn't for that. When I was listening to it being played on on the stream after Sunday's no agenda, there were a lot of just blank pauses in the in the playback well that's because every time i say something it takes like two seconds for it to propagate and then uh, you to respond to it sometimes we should do the count backwards thing and just see where like if i count backwards from 10 i'm gonna go 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 you're supposed to jump in and eight. count with me oh, <laughs> 10 sorry. 9 8 nine, 7 6 yeah it's like two counts uh, which is a problem. It's that that delay really is annoying. It's the reason why I keep my my fader down. I guess I had it all up today. I usually keep it down just a little bit because I realize you're gonna step on me all the time because you know just because of the timing, and so I I usually just let it go. But I don't know. I don't mind being stepped on. <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll have a little less delay when you're into uh, proper residence. I'm pretty sure it's on your side, though, because the internet here, when it works, is pretty pretty good. That could be on my end, too. Yeah. Oh, well. I need better internet. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Adios. Adios. Stay fruity. Woo! I had a good woman. But she lay down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?